0: Welcome to the 1K Mom Podcast. This is episode number eight.
1: We're just we're like such nerd herds, but there's like all these little things that we talk about and I'm like, if you, if you haven't seen Harry Potter, you're not going to get
0: it. Like, You're listening to the 1K Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Fleming, founder of the 1K Mom Tribe. This is a movement of women who are building a business and raising a family and doing both well. Let's do this. so excited to have you here on the 1K Mom podcast. Why don't you kind of fill in the gaps a little bit for that from that intro and just let us know who you are kind of behind the business scenes.
1: I am Abby. I'm the owner of Akle Studio and Design, which is a um, photography team based here out of Utah. We shoot weddings and portraits. Um, So we have kind of that hustle that we do with our photographers. And then I also own a business called, um, seven summers creative. And basically we do all the things on the back end of business. We help people with their business plans, their marketing plans, their implementing marketing. We do, we teach a lot of different courses. We also, um, we are hosting this year an online conference called The Shift, but one of our big things in everything we do, because I'm a mom to three kids, everybody on my team is a mom, and so many of my clients and students are moms, is that with everything we teach and we talk about and all the different things we do, everything has to be manageable for moms, and it has to be achievable, because when when I used to run a business pre-kids, I had a lot of time on my hands. And like now, today, I have two kids home from school. I had a daughter who had to go to school. I've got like tons of laundry to do. And running a business, once you start to have children, just becomes so much different. And your ability to like manage your time becomes really different. And so, everything we do really is built for people who are trying to build businesses that are benefits to their families instead of burdens to their families Mm -hmm. and not get caught in the struggle that so often comes when you're trying to do both.
0: I love that. Benefit and not a burden. Is there any um, tangible strategies that you do? I mean, I can't believe you have all moms working for you. That's amazing. I didn't realize that.
1: Um, so we're really kind of funny. We kind of have this like checklist of things that, um, make for a really awesome team member for us. And just because we are teaching moms, like it's really important that the people that work for us are kind of like in the thick of that. And so our whole team is moms. Um, you also have to be a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> because we just, we and there's like all these other, there's, it's like, We're just like such a nerd herd, but there's like all these little things that we talk about. And I'm like, if you, if you haven't seen Harry Potter, you're not going to get it. Like if you don't watch British TV, you just will not click with us in the same way. Um, But yeah, we're really lucky. And um, we have our morning meetings every day at 630 in the morning because that's when kids are sleeping. And Mm -hmm. so it works really well where maybe people in a different boat. Like maybe you're like, I'm not getting up 630. Like I work eight to five or whatever. When we don't have the, we're just not in the phase of life to be working eight to five because we've got kids and toddlers and sports and carpool and all the things. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Life as a business owner, when you're a mom looks way different. It's the before they wake up, the after they go to sleep. Um, do you, I mean, you mentioned that you, um, so like before kids, like your time, have you ever looked back and been like, Oh my gosh, what I could have accomplished on those years before kids.
1: Absolutely. I was like, cause I have a few friends still who haven't had kids yet and just are doing, I have this one friend in particular that I absolutely love and she owns like four six figure businesses and she just produces just amazing stuff and she's so talented and she does so much. But I'm like, dude, she's could work like 20 hours a day. like, yeah. Because she actually, she's not even married yet. And um, it's been really interesting because she actually just met someone and I'm so excited and they are like so in love. And I think she's like starting to see when you start to have these people that like you are their person, they need your attention. You really have to become just top notch with the way that you manage your time. And I do, I look back and I'm like, all the things I used to do before I had kids. Like Mm -hmm. you could just you could say, Hey, do you wanna go to the movies? Or do you wanna go to the grocery store? Or do you wanna go to dinner? And you just like actually could just like get up and go. (laughs) Like you can't do that when you have children. Like so many steps to like getting to do anything.
0: People come to visit us and they're like it takes you 20 minutes to get out of the house. I'm like, I know, Absolutely. and that's a good day.
1: Yes. <laughs> and I'm like like negotiating with a 4-year-old about how to put her seatbelt on or trying to get my boys, okay, my boys have been folding laundry. They both stayed home from sick um, sick from school today and now I'm pretty convinced they're both fibbing. But I gave them a ton of chores they've been folding clothes for like an hour and a half. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm just like everything. Oh, now they're yelling from the other room. They don't know what I'm doing, but, um, they think every, everything just takes longer when you're a mom. And so you really like time to work becomes just so incredibly valuable. And you just, you don't have time. I used to have a job where, um, I'm pretty sure I played solitaire for like a real solid 4 hours a day. But I was awesome and it was a sales job and I sold a ton and I was like the top salesperson and I was awesome at that job but yeah I'm pretty sure I just like back this was like pre pre apps pre everything where you just like
0: solitaire was the choice you had or minesweeper that was my favorite. Yeah, was. Or, <laughs> or like, I was like I don't know
1: how I'm playing this but I'm clicking the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or, like, if you were really good, you, like, upgraded to Spider Solitaire, yes. and then you played that, and yeah. So.
0: I mean, so I can, like if I let myself, I can look back and really just be like, Oh, I wasted so much time. Imagine what I could have accomplished, blah, blah, blah. But like, even, even with two kids, like there, this is my season I'm in. I need to figure out how to work my business and what matters most to me today. And life's going to look different in five years, maybe add another kid. I mean, whatever, but make today work. And then, you know, don't look back and be like, Oh my gosh, all that time it's over.
1: Absolutely. Well, and I think too, one thing that moms um, just, they have to be aware of is that we are the ones who adapt. So I give this analogy all the time to my, like we talk about this in my team and with students and things is that like, we have to look at our lives like a jar and each person or each thing that is part of our lives is a rock that we put in the jar. So obviously like you would hope your family members are like a big rock you put in this jar, but you are the water moms will always be the water. And so maybe some days we're like filling the jar a lot, or maybe some days we don't fill the jar as much, but moms have to be adaptive, like adaptable and they have to be willing to say, we might have to reevaluate scheduling. We might reevaluate like work time. We might have to do that thing. Like, every quarter, every six months, like you, and you have to just kind of embrace that and be ready for it. Um, otherwise I think you just end up frustrated all the time because we're always having to compromise our time. And, um, the sooner, I feel like the sooner that I got on board with that. And assumed that I was like, okay, this is the way that it is, um, the easier that that became for me. And then the more adaptable I could be, because even just barely my daughter got, my daughter's been on a waiting list for a preschool and she got in and I was super pumped because it's a five day a week preschool, but it's literally the complete opposite of this schedule that I had set up. So I had to go back and rearrange everything and do all the things. And the sooner that moms just realize that we're always the ones who will have to adapt, life just becomes so much easier and so much more manageable knowing that at any moment I might have to be flexible and make changes or make adaptions or do whatever the things need to be. And not holding any
0: resentment for that too.
1: Yeah. And just realizing that's the season of our lives and And pretty soon I like, okay, I'm also a crier. So hopefully I don't cry. It's like channel no crying.
0: I'm a crier too. I'll cry right with you.
1: (laughs) Like in just a minute, like in a minute, they're going to be gone. And I look at, you know, the whole basis of seven summers creative, what it was born out of this idea that I had this moment where I realized my oldest son, I only have seven summers left with him. And it's not enough. And so I don't want to be working all the time while my kids are on technology or like barking at them and being honored with them because they're interrupting me because they're going to, it's just going to fly by so quick. And, and pretty soon I'll be back in that same boat that I was pre-kids where I'm like, Oh, my kids are gone. I could work 18 hours a day, which secretly I'm just hoping they're like, they have kids and then. I can be like carpool grandma. That's what I want. That's like, I want to be carpool grandma. So, but they really do like, it goes so quick. And, you know, even now I still, my kids are still young, but two of them, two of them are gone for seven hours a day. And, and then that's like time I can do what I need to do. And so it it goes very quickly.
0: Yeah. And it, it's just, it's so easy to look at other moms. I mean, even I've caught myself looking at the elementary school moms going, dang, they got eight hours a day.
1: Yes. Man, that's the dream. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but you know, each season has its own mess, its own beautiful things and just, just love on where you are.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: So have you always kind of had a business that works as the water and kind of fits around those big chunks in your life or have you had to adapt to be that?
1: Um, I've had to make some big fat mistakes and learn some big fat lessons because when I started my business, um, I was really lucky because I'm, I'm real, I'm really good at marketing and I was really lucky because my business exploded and I went from zero to like 400 clients in not very long. And if you're a photographer, 400 clients is not really that great of an idea because I had to be shooting all those pictures. And so, um, a couple of years into my business, I, my business really ran me for all intents and purposes. And, um, I tell a lot of stories about how, um, there was one year in particular that truthfully, I don't know why my husband didn't leave me or give me an ultimatum because I worked all the time. And, There that year, I took two Saturdays off. That year, I had a baby that I had done fertility for almost two years to have, and that baby didn't get enough of my time. And luckily, you know, some things I I call it the shift, and this is this is why like our online conference is called the shift, is because I think we all have these moments where we have our aha moment or something slaps us upside the head or whatever. And we realized that if we're going to make our business work with our family, we have to shift and we have to like do these things. And so for me, what had happened was I had a three-year-old who, um, we lived in a tiny town and the only thing for three-year-old boys to do in the town was to take a hip hop class. So my son took this hip hop class and, um, they had two recitals in the year. They had a fall recital and a spring recital. And I wasn't at the fall recital because I was working and that broke my heart. And so I immediately called my friend who owned the dance studio. And I was like, you have to schedule the spring, the spring recital right now and she was like what that's like six months away and I'm like yeah but you don't understand like I live six months out and so she scheduled it and and as fate had it I was already booked that day so I moved things around I like went to the ends of the earth to like make this happen and real not the ends of the earth but I moved mountains to make sure that I could be there and fast forward to the week of that spring recital and I was sitting there working like I always was. And, um, I could hear my son in the other room talking to his nanny and he asked her, he said, um, are you gonna, are you going to come to my recital? Because she had actually, the nanny was at the fall recital that I missed. And she said, yeah, of course, buddy, I'm going to be there. And he said to her, woo, the tears are going to come. He said to her something that I will never forget. And he said, good, because my mom won't be there because she'll be working. And in that moment, I knew like, I wanted to have a business to be a better mom and to be there for my kids and to raise my family. And I wasn't doing that. And so my husband and I had a very tearful on my end um, conversation that night. And I basically gave myself a year. I gave myself a year to get it all together. And luckily we were able to do that. And we were able to go from this like total struggle with my business to like a really awesome business and a business that people started, you know, patterning their businesses after and wanting to ask me questions and how was I doing all the things that I was doing. Um, But I really had, I had to get smart And I had to like start to prioritize and I had to make things manageable and achievable given the fact that I was a mom and I just can't, I can't work all the time. So,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. That's powerful. Um, Was there, was that kind of when the transition from photographer to teaching and coaching happened or tell me about that transition?
1: I would say it probably you know, the year that I gave myself to get things together. And then I had, after that, I had just like your dream year, like perfect clients, tons of money, like everything was great. And then is when really people started asking me a lot of questions and started saying, and so I, and I kind of hesitated for a minute on, you know, um like i was like the original hot mass express like should i really be teaching like is this something that i should really be doing and i decided to give it a go and so i would say maybe like from the worst from the low 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 it was probably about 2 years after that that i really started teaching and then we just kind of kept teaching ever since then because i think the one thing um that a lot of people really like, or have related to, or is, I get a lot of people that just, I think, really appreciate the fact that I'm not, I I try really hard to, like, show all the things, and, you know, not be perfect, and say, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's kind of a show around here, but we're also really happy, and my kids are thriving, and my business is doing good, and to really kind of help people figure out, like, you can't have perfection in both. And you can't have, there's no such thing as like 100% balance in both. And so you have to start to like make decisions of what is, what's the best case scenario. And I really believe, I don't, I don't think that I was born to be a stay at home mom, just solely staying home. And I actually think I'd be pretty terrible at it because I think I would kind of really truthfully get depressed and I just don't think I would thrive in that situation. So I know that I'm my best mom because I do work and then I'm really lucky cause I get to talk to lots of other moms and things like that. Um, but I think, I think people really like the fact that I'm like pretty transparent as to like what actually what it actually looks like. And so people keep coming back and they keep asking questions and they keep wanting help. And so I just, I keep giving it.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, I tried for so long. I don't know if you can attest this, but I tried for so long to fit in that whole stay-at-home mom box. And I was just like, this is not going to work. And it's really realizing like, there are, there are some moms out there who just want to be, and they're rock stars at it, and they're the Pinterest moms, you know, they bring the beautiful cookies to the parties, and it's not me, and so did you ever struggle with, like, being okay with just really coming into who you were?
1: Um, a little bit, okay, so my best friend in the world, um, she is actually the epitome of everything that a stay-at-home mom would ever aspire to be. Um, she does, all the printers things and all the crafts and all the activities. And she just does all the things. And she, um, she like planned like neighborhood summer Olympics and like, she just does all the things. (laughs) And I think there was a time where I was like, Oh, um, I want to, maybe I need to do more of that stuff. And luckily I've kind of had these like moments of clarity as things have gone along and, you know, different lessons that I've learned. And one of the things for me is that, um, I, my husband is not an entrepreneur at all. He is like a nine to five career man. And I kind of feel sometimes as my kids are getting older, especially, um, what if one of them wants to be an entrepreneur And that was always inside of me. And it was always a part of who I was, but I didn't, I didn't cultivate it. And so now I can't teach them. And my little two, my boys are, they're always like, I'm going to, my oldest son is like, I'm going to, I'm going to be like a millionaire by the time I'm 30. And I'm like, I'm going to help you do that, buddy. Like I am going to be there and I'm going to help you. But if I wasn't, if I'm not chasing my dreams and I'm not really becoming who I'm supposed to be, what am I teaching them about their dreams? And what am I teaching them about? Like, you know, shoot for what you really want and become who you're really supposed to be. And so I think about that a lot as well. And, um, you know, even it's really funny with Pinterest that you mentioned Pinterest, because there was, there was like a moment in my life where I was like, okay, I like, I got to get on the Pinterest bandwagon and I got to do all the things that so many of my moms, my mom friends do. And, um, my son, my, okay. My oldest son is like one of my greatest teachers because he just is super smart and he just, he's always teaching me. And so, um, I think it was, maybe like his kindergarten year or maybe even first grade. But that year I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do Pinterest Valentine's. And I got on Pinterest and I like downloaded all these ideas and I was like showing him to them to him. And he's like, no, I just, I want to go to Walmart and get (laughs) the ones in the box because mom, they have a sticker. (laughs) And I was like, so I was like, whoa, like, let's make these juice box robots. And he's like, no, mom, they have a sticker. And so I was like, okay, (laughs) so we went and we got those from Walmart. And like, he was so pumped about the sticker and he wrote his name on, on them himself. And he came home that day with his Valentine's and he was like, mom, look, this one has a sticker and this one has a pencil and this one has a hologram. And he actually in his Valentine's box had one of those juice box robots. And I was like, what about this one? And he's like, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) And he couldn't have cared less about it. And I started to realize like kids don't know about Pinterest and kids don't know about all these pressures and all this perfection that we put on each other. And that they don't care about those things. Like for the moms who are, doing all the holiday stuff. Um, my kids don't know about that, but they love the things that we do and they're things that are like true to us. And you know, I've even asked my kids um have been like, Mom, why why isn't the leprechaun come and all those things? I'm like, we're not Irish, bro. So <laughs> and they're totally happy with that answer. And they move on and they're great. But I also think too, instead of me staying up and till two o'clock in the morning doing crafts or things that just are not true to me. Um, I'm reading books to them at night and I'm sitting at ball games and we're watching movies and we're out as a family doing the things that are bringing us together. And I think we have to constantly be evaluating these things because like my best friend, you know, miss Pinterest mom, queen of the Pinterest moms, she loves, truly loves every minute of it. And like, she like called me one day and she's like, Hey, I I went to the grocery store and I got a bunch of brown paper bags and we're going to make Indian vests for Thanksgiving. Do you want to come over and do that with us? And I was like, no, but (laughs) she loves it. And I'm like, if it makes you happy and it makes you joyful, do it, do all the Pinterest, all the crafts, but it's not natural to me. And my kids are still super fulfilled and they get tons of time and attention and they're doing this fine.
0: I mean, you said it, if it brings you joy, true, true joy, then do it. But if it's a source of stress, if it's a source of comparison and burden, get rid of it without even thinking twice, get rid of it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Amazon
0: prime is a beautiful thing that can solve all the problems.
1: (laughs) It can solve so many problems. And that's like those types of things too. Like, um, like kids, kids are so happy just to have time, that they don't care about all this extra stuff. And in a world where we're so inundated with things and there are so many things I'm like, I just want to pour myself into them and they're never going to remember what their Valentine's look like. They're never going to remember those types of things. What they're going to remember is like the time that we spent together. And of course we do, we're kind of crazy Christmas people. So we do have traditions and things, but um, I think there is like, there is that, pre-qualifier like are you doing this because you a neighbor's doing it or because you feel like you have to do it to be cool on social media or are you doing it because it brings you joy and if if you if it's not bringing you joy just like just just don't do it just just stop just stop it's okay I give you permission <laughs>
0: yeah yeah we we decided not to bring elf on the shelf into our house as my right. daughter's for now like we've kind of a, had to make that decision now and she'll be asking questions we, but
1: uh, I mean yeah no. We killed our boss. We killed him out, <laughs> And I've decided that you only give Elf on the Shelf to people you hate because <laughs> that thing is the worst. So yeah. Um there was I saw this meme and I like loved it. And it was like, My mom my mom bought my kids an elf on the shelf because apparently she hates me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but some like- people love it. Some people love it and it's awesome. And I'm like, You, you go, you do, you you. do it. Yeah.
0: There's, um, my, my brother and his wife, they send, you know, the typical aunt and uncle gifts, the way messy that I would never buy it for my kids gifts. Um, like they're these little, gosh, they're like these little foam balls that like connect together and they can mold into things. It fell on our blanket and got all up in it and I could have washed it, but I'm like, you know what? It's done. It's going in the trash. Yeah. (laughs) And so they're having a kid in like literally days and I'm so excited to return the aunt and uncle. You're
1: like, favor. <laughs> time. Here you go with these cool little things. Yeah. There's gotta just be a company out there who doesn't hire mothers in toy production. <laughs> like just a bunch of like college dudes who are like, this seems fun. I don't know any better. So. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. So walk me through what your work week looks like.
1: So I normally get up about um, usually between like 4.30 and 5 and get going. And then we have our team meetings Monday through Thursday at 6.30. We usually meet for about an hour. And then from there, I kind of am like hit and miss a little bit until my daughter goes to school because I just, I don't, we live a mostly unplugged life. And so I don't put her, you know, I can't just like stick her in front of technology all day. And so sometimes like she's, she's really good for the most part, which we've had to really work at. She's good at like entertaining herself. And so if she's busy and doing her own thing, I might sneak in some emailing or something. But um, I just never want to get back to that place where one of my kids is like, but my mom was working. And so, um, we do whatever things, laundry cleaning ish. I don't clean a ton cause I have older children and they do a lot of it, but, um, run errands, we watch movies, whatever. And then she goes to school, um, and she's, she goes to school three hours a day. And so I try to jam pack as much as I can into those three hours and then that's kind of it. Cause once my kids get home from school, we've got homework, we've got tutoring, we've got sports practices, we've got other things to do. Um, and you know, there might be some nights, like if I'm working on a big project, my husband will, um, I'm really lucky cause my husband like we're 50, 50 and he helps with a ton of stuff, but some nights he'll kind of, will pretend mom's not here so she can get things done. But I try really not to do that very often. Um, because I just want to be a present parent. And so my real main working times are in the morning before they get up. And while she is away at school, um, and because I've really figured things out and really keep, I'm very efficient with my time. It it really is surprising how much stuff you can get done and the beauty too. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I can never get up early. That sounds like a nightmare, but I, I kind of have a system where I try to do five things every day. And so I try to plan my tasks out so that I can get at least five things done every day. Um, and it's really a great feeling when four of your five things are done before your kids even go to school. And you're like, Hey, I, I'm accomplished. I'm feeling good. Like it makes it really, it's just a such a mindset versus you're feeling like I can never catch up. I can never get all the stuff done. I'm always running behind. Um, so I really, I, I was literally the definition of a night owl and it was hard to get in the habit of getting up early. Um, but it has been so beneficial for my family and, um, it's really nice being awake at that time because guess what? Nobody's on Instagram to distract me. Nobody's on Facebook to distract me. Nobody's emailing me so I can just really sit down and like get things done. So I'm all for early mornings, but my husband, literally, when I started it, he would have to physically push me out of the bed because I was like, with my blankets over my head. And I was like, just 10 more minutes. So he, he was very helpful, but, um, now I just naturally wake up. Like, I don't know why, but I got up at 3.30 this morning and what? got my hours in. And But then on the flip side, and it is my friends kid me, um, I do go to bed like between 9 and 9.30 usually. And so they'll text me at night and they'll be like, hey, grandma, I know you're already asleep, but like, whatever. But um, I feel like my husband goes to bed early. We still have time together every night and it's just better for my family. And I wanna do what's better for my family because my kids go to bed at 8.30. So why can't I spend an hour with my husband and then go to bed and, um, and not have to be, there's so many working moms I see that do this. Like I work after the kids go to bed and then they're working from like eight until two in the morning or whenever they're working. And then guess what kind of mom they are the next morning? they're tired and they're grumpy and they're short tempered. And I just like, don't, I, I, I've been that person and I didn't like that person. And so for me, even though getting up is not like my very favorite thing in the world, I like who I've become getting up early.
0: Yeah. I, I kind of, uh, resisted it for a long time too, but cause I love being up at night, but just I don't know. I mean, when you're up for two, three hours before they are, and like you said, you've checked off half your list, and then you walk in there, like, to wake the baby up, and you take her out of her crib, and you're, like, incredibly joyful to, to the point where your four-year-old's like, okay, mom, stop. <laughs> like, chill <Yeah>. out.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Good
0: morning. I'm, like, singing and happy. I mean, that, there's such a difference than the mom that just rolled out of bed because the kid woke her up.
1: Yes, I mean, at least exactly. for me.
0: I was so grumpy in that alternative way.
1: I was so grumpy, and I would even – um it got to the point where it was like, take care of yourselves. Cause I'm so tired. And I'm like, I don't want them to remember that. I don't want them to be like, yeah, my mom wasn't available. My mom was too tired. And so like getting up early, it's, it works. It really does. But yeah. you have to have like somebody to get you going, whether it's a husband who physically pushes you out of bed or whatever. But I started one of the ways that really helped me too is I started scheduling because I have clients in different time zones. I started scheduling coaching calls really early. Mm, that's and brilliant. I'm like, these people paid, I gotta get out of bed. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. So, uh, yes.
0: So okay. So you talked about um being unplugged. Did that does that help you like I mean, how can we start to create a habit of getting to bed earlier, waking up early if that's something we wanna do?
1: So we, okay, so I went, um, I was in a meeting and they had a guest speaker and the guest speaker talked about the fact that, and we're like getting real deep now, the guest speaker talked about the fact that um, it's like 90% of kids by the time they are in third grade have been exposed to porn. And I died at that because at that point I had a third grader. And then they said that like 87% of those kids got to it from YouTube and from playing on technology. So I came home and I'm like, we're done. We are done. Like no more, nothing. We are done. And, um, it was right about summertime. And so we did a technology detox And it took about 10 days for the kids to really be like, not complaining. And I just started to kind of put some different rules in place that like, okay, you either figure out ways to entertain yourself or you, if you come to me and you say, mom, I'm bored, you're going to get a chore. And I was actually so incredibly surprised at how creative they got and how much they started using their imaginations. And my oldest son isn't super creative. He's very, very analytical. And he started, they started coming up with these games and all these things. And we, we canceled our TV. So we only had, you know, maybe Netflix and whatever. Um, But we we just started pulling technology out of our lives more and more. And we started, um, little things like, we didn't We didn't talk on our phones when we were in the car because we talked to each other. And, I, you know, we don't, we never watch movies in the car unless the drive is more than six hours. And I really try to hold out as long as I can until um, we, we like, ever give in. Like, it's like DEFCON 5 situation if I give in to a movie in the car. But I started to notice that, like, My kids just want to talk to us and they want to talk about all those things that are important to them. And I started thinking, you know, if I don't listen and we don't talk about um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now, if we don't talk about those things now, they're not going to be in a place to talk with me about the important things later. So we started, you know, not talking on our phones in the car. We stopped taking our phones into restaurants because I would sit there and I would watch these families and I'm like, the parents are on their phone. The kids are on technology. They're not talking. And I'm like, those are not the things that build families that stay together. Those are not the things that are going to connect families. And so it like just little by little, we started to pull technology away. Um, And it made our family so much better. It made us so much stronger. And so um, we're not totally unplugged. Like, over Christmas break, we, we watched the entire Harry Potter series. Like that's 20 hours of TV, my friends, like, and, but it was awesome because like now our kids are super into it. And, and it became like a connection for us instead of like, a disconnect for us. And so we really try, you know, we are a huge movie family. Um, tonight we're going to the movies. And so I don't think we can completely eliminate technology as a whole, but I don't want to use technology as a way for us to like not be plugged into each other. Um, so I try to be really careful and, and I've been surprised like my kids read tons of books. My kids are really imaginative. My kids are super like super busy with sports you know my kids play a ton in our backyard and kids don't kids don't come addicted to technology that's like a habit that we create for them because we're like here have my phone here play on my phone you know we all go to the doctor's offices and we see these kids who just sit and yes they're being quiet and yes they're being well behaved and whatever because the mom like gave them the technology but I also feel like I used to sit in doctor's offices, and I used to sit in the car on long car rides, and nobody gave me an iPad, and I, I grew up to a pretty okay person, and I want them to, like, learn how to do those things and have those skills, so just, I, I think, I teach a class called Dealing with Digital Distractions, and it's just little by little, like, we just pulled it out little by little until um, we just didn't need it anymore, so, like, like some that. of we've been looking for a house and um, our realtor showed my kids Snapchat and they had never seen it before. And it like blew their minds. <laughs> they're
0: and like, there's like, a flower crown on my head. What? Like,
1: what is this? And I was like, nothing. You need go outside, climb the tree, play in the backyard. Like you're fine because there will be a point in time when that will be a part of their lives. And you know, we try really hard to like find this balance of making them smart with technology so they can be smart in, you know, their jobs and smart in industry and smart in school. But there's a whole lot of technology out there in the world that doesn't fit into that. And watching YouTube videos is never going to make them smarter. And so they're just, there has to be a balance. And I really think like pull it away little by little. And then you kind of don't, even really realize that it's not there anymore.
0: How does your daughter do with that?
1: Um, I think she's pretty good. Like she does a pretty good job. Um, you know, cause she's very into like toys and attention and she would way rather play princesses than, you know, and there are times like, um, I also really think like kids need one-on-one time like their own like individual time like they can't be constantly I can't I am not a cruise director I cannot be her like entertainment director 24-7 so there are times when you know if she is kind of grumpy or ornery <coughs> I might let her watch a show for a little while but um she does pretty good. And she's actually kind of excited because she just is in preschool and stuff. So I sometimes let her play like, you know, a little bit of like preschool type games. Mm -hmm. And she thinks that's awesome because she's like tracing letters and doing things that are educational. And it's those types of things that I'm like, okay, within reason, those types of things are fine. But she, she is like, Really actually quite good because she has lots of toys and she likes to be outside and she loves to play with her brothers and um, she doesn't know like she doesn't know what she's missing because she has such a full busy fun life yeah that's awesome well
0: we're kind of running out of time here, but I am curious to know about this three ish hours you spend on marketing. what can you tell me about that
1: so we have um I I love marketing. I love it so much. And I think that marketing can like really become like the black hole that you fall into and you just get lost because I think we have this pressure. Like I have to be awesome at Instagram. I have to be awesome at Facebook. I have to be awesome at Pinterest. I have to be awesome at all the things, email marketing, et cetera, et cetera. And I just don't have time for it. And so I had to really sit down and figure out how we could make it more manageable um and so we really started to like work out the system and so now we have this great awesome system to where we're able to each week take about 3 hours and really divest that time into marketing and really focus on what's working and strengthening our strategies more and not getting stuck. I think we've all been in the place. So we sit down and we basically like in order to get to the system and to be able to make it work for the three hours a day or a week, we, we spent a lot of time analyzing our results and we spent a lot of time, um, figuring out like really where our attention should go and what things we could let go. And so now we've been able to pattern that so students and things can sit down and go through that same process and really figure out, you know, what works best for them and what things are best for them. And then they, um, and then we just do, we just sit down and we do it in blocks of time. And yes, do I still get on Instagram or Facebook every day and spend a few minutes responding to comments? Absolutely. Because that's just part of it but I'm not lost on it all day I think we've all been in situations where we sit down for I'm just I'm just gonna be on Instagram for just a minute like I'm just gonna check it for a minute and then all of a sudden like an hour has gone by and by having everything pre-scheduled, by having everything done, by making sure we're really, really reviewing our analytics and knowing what's working, we're able to do it in these chunks of time and be more specific um, to where we're not having to like be caught in the race of it every day. And, you know, we've also really worked out because even like, for example, SEO, SEO could be a full-time job. But yeah. we have really pinpointed the things that work best for us. And those are the things we like continuously do. And we've kind of just had to let go. Like you can't be doing everything, but you can't do some things really, really well and see the results that you're wanting. And if you're analyzing what you're doing, you're able to say, okay, I'm putting time into this that is not have it's not a return on my investment and so I've got to like stop doing it or pare it way down and then oh I'm doing this other thing that's going really really well for me so I'm going to ramp that up and take the time away from the thing that's not working and put it into the time the thing that is
0: I love that so are you guys tracking all of that stuff weekly on a weekly basis during that three-hour window?
1: We usually... So part of our system is there is actually a review time that we do at the end of the month where we go back and we review what we've done for the month and the results that we've got. Um, And that has helped. And I think, like, across the board with, like, my photography business and what we do there and with our teaching business and everything... I think we, one of the things that has really helped everything to become manageable and achievable for us is that we compartmentalize things. And we're not just constantly in this like hamster wheel of like, oh, I'll do this, but now 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 I'll do this. Like two minute tasks all over the place and you're just bouncing all over the place is that we really schedule what's going to happen every day. We schedule, you know, how things are going to play out. And that helps us to be more intentional and it helps us to be more efficient over time and helps us to get massive amounts of things done when, before, when we were doing the this, that, this, that, like constant, like distraction, um, cycle, we just, our, our efficiency just wasn't nearly as high and we're very, our whole team is really, really, um, we're obsessed with behavior. We're obsessed with habits. We're obsessed with making things manageable, and so it's always that is always the end goal for us is how do we make this the most manageable and the most achievable, so then we can go out and give it to everybody else.
0: That's awesome. Love that. Well, as we're wrapping up, give me um, a couple of rapid fire answers to these questions. Oh, so, I love this game. <laughs> first one is one mom and/or whatever business owner hack to help others manage motherhood and business well.
1: Um, get up early. Just yes. get up early. It will it will make your life so much better.
0: Yep. Mel Robbins five four three two one. If you've not ever read her five second rule, that helps a lot too. Just five four three two one. Get out of bed. So I love yep, that. Exactly. So if you could do it all over again, what would you tell yourself or start with?
1: Um, I would have brought on a team much sooner because um, we were able to grow our profits. We were able to, we just have been able to accomplish. I would have brought like so much more with the team. I would have brought a team on a lot sooner.
0: Love it. Uh, favorite app, software, or system you'd recommend right now?
1: Duh. Uh, I'm so bad because I don't have very many. Um, <laughs> I love, I love Monday, which is our project planning app. Absolutely love that. Um, I also really love, there is an app called Peak that is, um, it's basically like really quick brain games to help you like develop your brain. I try to do that every day. Um, And the other thing, and this totally isn't an app, but um, my husband and I, we have a shared note on our iPhones and we use that for our grocery list. And it's awesome because then- if he remembers we need something, I remember it's always there. And then whoever orders groceries or goes gets groceries can get everything that we need.
0: Okay. That's brilliant. I didn't even know you could share notes now. Is okay. That I didn't
1: either. This is like a, a newer to me thing. And it is awesome because I can just like add the things. And then because how many of us as a mom we go through a day and we're like, Oh my gosh, we need dryer sheets. But then I forget. And then we like go a month without dryer sheets. And so yeah. I, I love that app or that actually note sharing thing. So
0: there's, some, um, I think it's Emily lay who was doing like a challenge and she uses her note app for everything. Yes. And so I finally got mine figured out. I'm like, I have not utilized this enough. And now I've got like this note to track memories from the year because there was something I wanted to remember from yesterday, just blessings and moments. Um, and then I started a grocery list, Costco and Trader Joe's, which is frequently where I go. And, yes. but, but I had no idea I could share it. That's amazing. Yeah, you share it. Awesome. I love it. Love it. So, okay. Best book you've read this so far, best book you've read. And then what are you looking forward to reading?
1: There are two books that I recommend every single person read because they will help you so much understand behaviors and habits and how to motivate people and how to motivate your children and how to insight change. And they're both by Gretchen Rubin. And the first book is called Better Than Before. And then the second book is Four Tendencies. And they, they literally change everything about my life. They changed my like my ability to communicate with my husband, my ability to like understand and communicate with my kids. They changed our team. They changed the way we deal with students. Like those books are both super super amazing. And um I can't even tell you what I want to read because my Audible has like a hundred things on the wish list. But (laughs) I'm trying to think. I really want to read there. I have a book on my shelf right now. It's called um, Principles. I want to read. um, There's two books by Cheryl Sandberg. I really want to read Lean In and Option B. And I actually want to re-read Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover um, because I'm just like all obsessed with money and how to save money and be smarter with money. And but you should see my Audible. It's like a joke. How many books? that's awesome. I'm, like, I'm going to read a book a day for like a hundred days, maybe. So,
0: so for our podcast listeners who didn't just see my face, when you mentioned Gretchen Rubin, my face was like, what? Because when somebody recommends a book, I typically will like add it to my Amazon list so I can remind myself to look at it later. And then I'll look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, the reviews are good. I just don't feel a draw to read it yet. But then you mentioned it. This is literally the second time in a week. That somebody's mentioned it. I'm like, all right,
1: maybe I need to get that better than before book. It is <laughs> so good. And she also has a book called The Happiness Project. And it's basically this like year long experiment that she did, and like just bringing more joy and more happiness into her life. And there are so many things that she recommends that are tiny, tiny little suggestions that we did, and it really made me happier. Like it made me happier. So this is like the dumbest thing, but like one of the ones that she recommends is that um, you have an open shelf. In, a, in every room, or an open drawer, or an open cupboard in every room, and I have done that for like five years now, and it just makes me feel happier to know that there is like this total void, clean space in my closet, in my bathroom, like I just, I feel like it just makes you feel like you're more on top of life, and she, that's kind of her style, is to really like give you these suggestions that are so simple, but really like they just really start to like chip away at the things that hold us back. And so Gretchen Rubin is, she is, I love her. She's so great.
0: My husband's going to be appreciative that I'm ordering another book. So he's probably going to thank you.
1: Have your husbands read Better Than Before and um, The Four Tendencies because I was so pumped about it and I started to implement the things and like understand things better. And I had him read them. And I feel like we just like, we just elevated ourselves. We're just so in tune now. It's awesome.
0: (laughs) I love that. Love it. Well, before we end tell our audience where they can connect with you and what's up for you next.
1: Okay, so um, probably the best place to join us if you want to engage in things that we're doing is we have a Facebook group. It's called 7S Creatives. And you can actually get there by going to the number 7SCreatives.com. Um, we post there daily. I give a lot of tips and different information. So I love our Facebook group. That's probably our best place. But we're on Instagram and we have a website and all those things as well. Um, and probably the best place to find us currently and really what we're working on now and would love, I think anyone who is a mom who is working that we would just like love to check out is our online conference that is coming up. It's called the shift and it is jam packed with teachers who have had those moments and who've made the shift and who are sharing, you know, how to have more confidence, how to have more motivation, how to help, how to hustle in a healthier way, how to have better systems and processes and just like how to be more on top of building your business and to really, really, truly, like I said earlier, to create these businesses that are a benefit to our family instead of a burden. And I feel Hmm. like, I asked all the people I love who have, like, really, really impacted me in my life, and they all said yes, and now they're all going to help us, and they're all awesome, and it's going to be great, and it's online, which we specifically did, because it's geared towards moms, and let's be honest, we don't always have the time to travel, and it's $89, That's which awesome. is, like yeah, it's like less than a trip to Costco. It's like three trips to Costco. You could go to the ship three times, but I would really <laughs> recommend checking it out because I just keep seeing the content that's coming through and it is going to be freaking amazing. So.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I love it. Well, it has been so good to chat with you and thank I just you. appreciate how you are rocking both motherhood and business so well.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And now I'm going to go make my kids do some chores or something. So.
0: (laughs) Yes. Stay at home. Fakers. Sickers.
1: Exactly. I know. (laughs) They're such stinkers. So. Well, I'm glad they're at least not sick. They're healthy. That's good. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But now they have a list of like a thousand chores to do.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. It's been amazing talking to you. You too. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. For a full recap and show notes of the episode with some helpful tips and tricks and links to what was mentioned, head on over to 1kmom.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would be so honored if you would leave us a review on iTunes, screenshot today's episode, share it on Instagram, tag us in your stories at and let us know what you loved. Thank you so much for being a part of the 1K Moms Tribe.